Oh shit. What's up, everybody? That nigga Joe. That's my, that's my new name. No, it's not. What's up, everybody? It's Gorilla Joe. This is the Gorilla Joe Podcast. Craziest, wildin' ass, ass out, realest podcast, all that shit. We doing, we doing big things. You're doing it wrong, goddammit. You don't know me. This has this is the realest podcast on the fucking internet, bro. On earth, you nigga. Got it. On earth, nigga. Earth. Of all time. All time, nigga. Ain't nobody gonna talk this shit. I don't give a fuck. No. No. <laughs> don't give a fuck. Uh yeah, this is the Gorilla Joe Podcast. Uh we come to you live from blogtalkradio.com slash Gorilla Joe. Yeah, we do this every Friday. I'm joined here with uh, my co-host Austin. What's good? As usual, like mm-hmm. always. You miss one. Yeah. Okay. Don't get shut it. up. Don't get up. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. You know we can go. We can bring up some uh, 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 past events, but you know that's not the time for that. We ain't here to talk about attendance right now. No, nigga. <laughs> yeah, not about to talk about attendance. What's so, Cedric the Entertainer from uh, the Steve Harvey Show. No. Don't count. No, I don't count. <laughs> if, you, if you get that reference, you got points in my book. I don't, because I guess I have more channels than you do. Ooh. Ha ha! Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like what we do? You can look us up at facebook.com slash Real Joe Podcast. Uh, you can also find this show besides Block Talk Radio at our home, which is spreaker.com slash user slash Gorilla Joe. We are also on TuneIn, Stitcher, and iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. Yes. <laughs> yes. You want to be on the show? You got topics, nigga? Email us at podcast at net, And uh, help us out, nigga. Help us, you know, fund this shit. Buy a t-shirt, nigga. GorillaJoe.Spreadshirt.com. Yeah. Yeah. We join here uh, with our other two realists, uh, uh, Kingpin, Sean Jenkins over there, and Ashy. What's good, y'all? Nothing much. Just living life and doing good. Of course. Ashy yeah, ain't there. I am here. I've been <laughs> listening all the time. He's a ghost. Ghosting. Ghosting. Then ne- ne- next time, wait for the boss to speak. Anyway, damn. You oh, <laughs> said the boss. Like oh, a boss. Here, here we go. Look at Bob Dylan over here. Hello, what? motherfuckers. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. Now you thinking of Bruce Springsteen, nigga? Don't get fucked I'm, up on who the boss is, nigga. My bad. The boss. Analogies aside from these two old motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, everybody? I like to say hello to the internet, web, whatever the fuck y'all call it. The shit, Bill Gates. Burst out his ass and shit. Didn't burst this shit, this shit, this shit came from the ARPANET, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Damn. Nigga, say it where you can spell. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of words you can spell, uh, Sean, you got a word of the week for us, nigga? Yes, I do, which will lead us into the day. You want to turn up? Word, this weed, wow, this word of the week is perception. Why? Perception in context of how we use it is a way of regarding, understanding, and interpreting something, a mental impression. 
sentence for that is Hollywood's perception of the taste of America's public. Yes. I co-sign that. Hey, man. Mm. Before before we get deeper into this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Give him that motherfucking number. Yeah. All in. Uh, Join in on this shit. Yeah, nigga. Call, this is a call-in show. Because, yeah, we like that. We <laughs> balling out. Uh, you want to talk about perception? Uh any kind of shit like that under that umbrella, uh, call us 347-996-5573. It's not a toll-free number. We ain't paying for shit. <laughs> but mm. you got a cell phone or a house of free long distance, and you cool. You in the United States, you good. You, you got that good good. 347-996-5573. Call and talk to Austin and be like, bitch, put me on the phone, nigga. Yeah. If you yell at me like that, I'll hang up on you. Click. What about show? Yeah. Watch it. Watch a motherfucker. Watch a motherfucker call and do that shit. You think I'm playing? I'm gonna be like, "Hello, welcome to the grill show." Get pull on the phone. Click. It's gonna be like. If you a fan of me, do it anyway. Damn. <laughs> that's Not hold on. That's if. That's if you a fan of this nigga. Yeah. So. If you're a fan, period, do it anyway. No, nigga, if you're a fan of Ashy, do that shit. I swear you will, you will get hung up so fast. What's funny is, like, if we get a drop call or somebody hangs up or something like shit, you get a message on the screen that's like, number blah, 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 disconnected. And I'm always like, Austin, what happened? Like, I hung up on that nigga. <laughs> cool. Uh-huh, I stupid hung up on that nigga. I'll put that nigga in charge of that shit. He can handle it like he wants to. <laughs> uh, yes, but we are here today. We are gathered here today well, I on the grill of Joe. Yeah, we are talking about perception, and uh, this is something that um, I preach a lot because a lot of people uh, always want to know how to change their life, and a lot of times you don't need to change your life or. The first step in changing your life is changing your perception, which means changing how you see the world, changing how you see yourself, and changing how you see everybody around you. Doing that is is literally like you can wake up one day with a new perception, and it feels like you're in somebody else's body. It's literally night and day. Not only that, there's, there's other forms of perception like the biggest thing of perception that I'm always like preaching on is how people perceive time. And it's funny. Oh, I, I was doing that, looking up some shit today. Like most people perceive time and how uh, usually depend on how old they are. And like, you know, the average older person, you know, however long their lifespan is, shit like that. But the way we perceive time on Earth is Earth time. The way how fast the Earth rotates around the sun. I was reading this shit that it takes Mercury like 54 Earth days, 54 days and 15 hours of Earth time is one day on Mercury. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And actually. One day on Venus is actually longer than one year on Venus. 
the earth ro- spins slower than it rotates the sun. Wait, can you repeat that? One day on Venus is longer than one year on Venus? Yeah. I, I don't understand. What, how does that even work? <laughs> because the, the planet spins slower than it rotates the sun, which means a day, which is just oh, how long okay, it takes from the planet to spin from one point to the other, is longer than it takes the planet itself to rotate around the sun completely one time. Now, taking uh, that into, pers- into perception or or another perspective is if we were on one of those planets, first of all, we'd be burnt the fuck up. But in some, <laughs> some <laughs> circumstance where we have a suit or some shit and we don't burn the fuck up, you're going to have the longest fucking days of your life. <laughs> Seriously. When is they going to end? It's hot. Nigga. My eyes hurt. I'm going to sleep. It's basically like being, you know, in Alaska. They're in like, uh, like the the uh, northern parts of Alaska where they have like six months of daylight, six months of dark, some shit like that. Wait, wait, wait. So on the fourth year, that be the fourth day, less. more or less the third day. So, so in in one week, your ass is already seven. <laughs> in Earth years. Yeah. In Earth years, you're seven. Yeah. Fuck you. Do you, you see like how it is? Like changing your perspective and perception of things really fucking fucks your head is for a minute. You're like, oh, how old am I really? On, on Venus, we got dog ears. That's that bullshit. Pretty much. We are all damn. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's crazy. Man, fuck all this science shit. Let's talk about perspective <laughs> on titties, nigga. Technically, that's funny, but we're not going to, you know, whatever. Yeah, talk about my perspective on me not caring about that shit. Get to the titties. Perspective on titties. Care about astronomy. Titties are awesome. There we go. Astronomy's <laughs> awesome. End of topic. End of topic. Talk about other planets that aren't on chest. What? Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Venus is so fucked up. I heard it rains metal. Yeah. Honestly, I want to go to. Is it there? It doesn't Neptune rain diamonds? Is it Neptune? I've never heard that. No. One planet rains diamonds. Yeah, because and that's tight as shit. The um, the density, the planet density is so compressed. Fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's that's what different forms of perception and how. Most people are grounded in the perception of living on this planet, Earth. And not only that, like, people just get stuck in their perspective of their day-to-day life. And if you go to, like, another neighborhood or some shit like that, it'll completely fuck your head. Well, I heard, you know, uh, people come tell me stories about them going to other uh, countries. And it's like another planet, you know, because their backgrounds and their religions and their... Uh, society and their cultures and shit are so different. Perspective, their perceptions and shit are different. The way they perceive things uh, can influence your entire life. And niggas get caught up in that. And it becomes all they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that's um, natural in a lot of ways. 
Now, for me, perception is one of those things that's, that's built off of a truth. And like you said, because in one nation, one culture, one part of the earth that where that's separated from another, your truths are different. For example, the truths of Africa are not going to be the same truth, truth as Australia based just off a of geographical location, especially if you're talking about on the different sides of the equator because of how things rotate and things of that nature. So you build off of that. Yeah. And that's why you have such a diet, not dichotomy, such a resistance to other people because your truth is being questioned. And then because you perceive it to be true, when someone says that it's not, not accounting for the fact that they don't have that truth and that how they live does not accommodate or does not exist for them, you instantly get to that, for a lot of people, you instantly get to that dumbass human nature that you call it and want to fight because of it. It's yeah. why... So you get Buddhists, not Buddhist monks, you get like um, Christians who are, who will Bible thump because their truth of the word will make you went against that truth to me, going to smite you down. Or say like a proper agnostic is just going to be like, I'm going to go to Starbucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sound like a plan to me. You know what I mean? Like it's just a matter of personal truth being trying to force on other people to be the truth. And because those perceptions are all different from all wakes of life, that's when perception becomes a hard thing to let exist as is. That's true, but not all perceptions, the way that people perceive things are truth. That's their perspective. That's how that they take information. Take, for example, um, the movie V for Vendetta, when he locks Evie down in, in the little fake uh, like prison he made. Yes. He did that so that she could actually find like an inner perspective or perception of herself that she did not know that she had. But how how fair is that to her? Because he, that was his experience for him. Right. That was his world, right? But that was the so, only way that he, he knew that he could show her what it was like for him and so that she could be more like him. He put her in his perspective. And how he became like he is, so that I mean that's the only way that he knew how to do that was to do the same thing to her. Granted, it's fucked up and it's shitty, but it worked because in that she found something in herself. So forgive me if I before I say this, I because I, I haven't seen it in a while. Did she ask him to show to for her an understanding of his life? She asked him at one point if there was anything I can do to help. Please let me know. He that's said it. okay. That's never it. mind. I, my point, the point I was going to make is different because I forgot that she said that. That's the never mind. Because yeah. at first I was going to be like, well, how does he define being right to her if he just forced it upon her? No, that wasn't the case. So, nah, yes. he, he forced that shit and it was fucked up, but it worked. So, <laughs> But she had like, he knew from what she asked him that she kind of wanted that, but she didn't know it was going to be that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but yeah, nobody you know, wants so that's why. that. But like, you know, um, what is it? Like, uh, when you have cats, let's just do something arbitrary in America. You have Laker fans and you have Clipper fans, right? Uh, everybody's perception of the Clippers now is, oh, they're freaking been amazing since all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, you obviously weren't watching basketball from 2005. No, I'm sorry, 2008 and before that. 
Now, like, you get Lakers fans like, oh, you just opposers, but then you get the uh, Clippers fans are like, nah, we've always been Clippers fans. But their truth that they believe in, their perception of we've always been fans cannot be questioned. They're just not giving it that long time span that the other cats have before them. You know, and that bugs me because there's, when you have a truth or a feeling that you perceive to be right and you just refuse to accept that information, that perception is tainted. Yeah. Tainted perception is just the worst thing that we can have. Uh, for example, and I'm going to catch a lot of shit for this. Um, if you do, email him at sean at grilljoe.net. Do you, uh, I know everybody remembers the Zimmerman case, right? Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I did a speech... Where that that I, man single-handedly made it bad for niggas to walk down the street wearing a hoodie <laughs> with some Arizona tea and some Skittles. But go ahead. Yes, I essentially said that I did not. I did not blame his his um, rationale for being afraid. I did not blame him for that. I totally said he's a criminal. He got he killed the kid. He's totally wrong for that. That he's I'm not excusing, but his misguided judgment as to what he perceived that kid to be yeah. was not his fault. The reason why I say that is because we, especially in the, the black cultures for the more uneducated set, we have a group of us, a lot, the vast majority of us, who follow the MTVs, the music videos, the easy money culture. You're talking, and in that cult- you're talking about like niggas living within a cliché. Yeah, or, or niggas in general. Yeah, niggas. <laughs> you know, and I'm you know I'm trying to refrain from that, but it, my point is that culture is so ingrained that you try to live that. So when any variation of it, like the child who was shot, um, was he just had a hoodie, and because say the game or Little Wayne or somebody has some semblance of that in their articles or in their clothing and whatnot. You see that on the outside, especially someone who's not in that culture, you perceive that as harmful to you, you're going to react a certain way. Now, as a rational individual, you don't go to that degree, especially if someone's not meeting you with the same amount of violence. But to take no responsibility, especially in the black culture, for how he perceived us is, you know, asinine in my in my book. Yeah. I'm like, if you if we don't, as a friend of me and Joe's was once said, if you got to be beyond reproach. And if he had no reason, then that dude's you know scumbag under the dirt. But there was a sentence of fear that does exist, and we as a culture, the black culture in that regard, got to get rid of it before we can just jump in somebody's ass for it. Twice. Yo, real quick, uh, we got a caller. Uh, let's see what they got to say on this. Uh, it's my man Dex. What's up, man? You on the Grill Joe podcast? What's up? What's up, man? Oh, you know, just doing a little show over here. What you doing? Man, I actually got to catch you since uh, I got off earlier and uh, got my son to bed, so. Take your ass to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? That's what's up, man. Thank you for catching in. Yeah, man. But uh, I don't know what to say about this right now, but Zimmerman's an asshole. He is a scumbag. <laughs> I don't yeah. care anything about his perception. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I don't. I don't. I don't. 
I don't like any motherfucker that can home killing the innocent kid. That that don't make no motherfucking sense. I'm not yeah. condoning him killing the kid either. He was wrong for that. I'm not saying you did. I'm talking about <laughs> him himself. <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> no matter what uh, your perception is on anything, you still gotta you still gotta know what the fuck you're doing, like before you just react. Yeah. Totally. That whole count to ten type shit, or you talking about empathizing? Just yeah, just like now nah, you ain't got to count to ten. Just fucking know that, like, what you think about everything doesn't really just apply. You know, couples go through this shit all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you're right, and uh, it was a show back in the day, uh, y'all gonna laugh, uh, The Pretender, you ever watch that <laughs> Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> oh, From that dude. show, Tommy, though, is to put yourself in another person's shoes before you try to judge them, and that show taught me that, so thank you, Pretender. <laughs> but, yeah, but... But from what Dex was saying, like, yeah, it really made me, you know, think about my actions before I did shit. I was like, yo, where's this person coming from? I don't know their life. I don't know, you know, their perception or their perspective of life. And let me try to imagine that in my head before I just start fucking somebody up. And no, nah, it, it, it does help. And if more people did that, like everybody, we wouldn't have most of the problems we have. Mhm. Word bars. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you know, for me it's just like perception is one of those things that starts in home before you start projecting it because you know you have that first impression is important. Like I, I don't really succumb to that, but your first instinct or something is what's there, and if you are not able to check that, like i.e., accept that when it doesn't work or it is not. 100% that there is leeway, then you need, that's when you need some real help. For example, um, it's like anybody who says, I can't get a job because of my skin color. I'm like, no, dude, you can't get a job because you didn't finish school or you don't have the skill. Your skin tone is coincidental. They ain't got shit to do with it. You went Billy Bo job, uh, Billy Bo Jangles over there. White dude ain't got a job. What's his excuse? He missing his front teeth. What's what's the deal? Yeah. You gotta look. You gotta start trying to like quantify your perception as somebody trying to attack you in that situation. Somebody trying to attack you and put out to what have you done? And once you, like I said before, you get once you become beyond reproach and you've made yourself more than actable to people, then you have to go. Okay, then why else is it? And then you go, why haven't they? Because there's nothing wrong with me as far as my qualifications in this given situation. Then you can go back black car, but even then, that's almost archaic at this point. But still, nah. Um, I, I think a in lot my of, eyes, a lot of that starts in the home with your parents or whomever in your family helped raise you. Basically, they're just putting all their, you know, perceptions and beliefs and ideals into this little kid and his kids grow up angry and bitter and fucked up and perpetuating stereotypes and shit like that and, and cliches 
in these lifestyles and shit like that. Racism. You know, where exactly. And and niggas wanting to you know, some cats just wanting to be victims and other cats wanting to, you know, grow up violent and or, or whatever. And and if that's because of somebody else's point of views was basically uploaded to some kid and then they grow up with that and then it's just this, this cycle that never fucking ends. Well then that's that's majority true, but then like you can't say that cleanly. I can't, you know what I mean? I don't I don't say anything in absolute. I didn't I don't ever say all. I'm just saying that this this should exist. There's a proof that there's a majority of cats that are like this. I mean, you can look at it even with, like, stuff that's not, um, you know, detrimental or negative, like uh, cats um, growing up with, like, a particular uh, religion or spirituality or cultural, you know, these things, they're taught, they're distilled, you know, they're, they're things you come up with. You got a a little African kid that grew up with Asian families. He's going to think he's Asian. You know? Or you got what? He's going to be on Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. But, but But even in those cases, doesn't that rely only on the person to accept it as truth to have their perception of it it does and and, and, that, it. and that's something that we talk about on this show a billion times is personal responsibility yes but a lot of people aren't I don't want I don't know I don't want to say strong enough I'm not cognizant enough to basically take an existential stance and remove themselves from their position look out from the outside looking in and basically put everything into perspective and say, this is what's going on. This is what people are trying to tell me what to do. This is how I act. What I need to do is not let that shit affect me. I need to do X, Y, and Z to change it. Sadly, a lot of cats aren't like that. They just accept what it is as it is instead of trying to actually look at themselves to see what they can do. So then let me ask, does this teaching of one's self-perception, when it works, it's just someone else. Is that just as bad as something that doesn't work? What you mean? For example, if I am a the child of a Fortune 500 company owner, he, he or she, my mother and father, uh, or whatever title you give the person, given the, how the household is, Hello, they, teach, they, teach you, they teach you how they were taught to be successful, right? Yeah. But I, you know, decide I want to be a bum. You know, is that just as bad to have them have my ideals as a bum be beaten out of me in, in the household I rose, rose risen up in as bad as someone who grew up in a a racist home and decided to not be and they beat it into them. Well, you know, like I said, it's always about personal responsibility. But some people learn, well, not some people, everybody learns differently. Okay. okay. Some people learn the hard way. 
There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter what you tell them, how many times, how you say it. Uh, There's a psychological term for it where some people, you can't tell them what to do. And they're going to do what they want to do, and they're going to learn the hard way. But hopefully, in the end, at some point in their life, they do learn. They go, oh, you know what? Being a bum is shitty. I should have listened to these other people. And then they start to to do better from there. Uh, yeah, you know, there are other people that grow up in households and uh, surroundings and environments and shit like that that don't co-sign or... Um, grow up to live that life or, or however, however, you know, like I know uh, cats that are from, you know, certain cultures and shit like that that have nothing to do with it. You're like, man, you don't act very Filipino. He's like, man, fuck that shit. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do my thing. I don't need them to tell me who I am. I know who I am because that other shit doesn't tell me who I am. That's why I always have a hard time with people, you know, being so culturally strong or patriotism and shit like that, I was like, well, that shit doesn't define you. The same shit with like horoscopes and religions and shit like that, those things don't define you. I mean, it may be a very minute trait of something that you like or something you follow, but it's not you. Only you can tell you who you are once you realize who the fuck you are. But you will never realize who you are if you let other people dictate and push their perceptions onto you. That's where I was getting ready to get at with uh, the whole hey, thing. With if, one is, if one's worse. As far as being a bum or being rich or whatever, it's all on with what you make of it. Because, like, for example, I've seen this guy on YouTube. He lives out in the woods, but he's a millionaire. And he don't really yeah. have to do anything anymore. And he just lives out in the woods and just fucking eats, like, whatever's in the woods. And he has no shoes on. His dad lives out in the woods. And, like, he makes everything organically and stuff. And it's what he makes of it. That's what's up. Whatever he wants to do, he, he chose that life. He's yeah. happy doing it. Then I call sign the shit out of it. Yeah, he just... He just chose to do it. He didn't. I guess he just got tired of living the whole city life and just was like, you know, I'm just gonna live a natural, you know, life. <laughs> and there's a lot of cats doing that, and they have been for years. And you know, people try to, you know, all gay bums or whatever. They're this or they're that. They're doing what they want to do, man. If they want to say fucking sell all their shit and go live in the woods and. Fuck yeah, that's what the animals do. They went back to live back within the ecosystem, not to be above it. But that's for another show. <laughs> but does but, but does happy. but does this live this train of thought with my perception being what it is, my me as it, as you will is how I define it, right? Where is there a line to that? Because in that rationale you're saying if my me says I am a racist or my me says I am overtly patriotic, sorry, it's okay. You know, that then says that being who you are is okay. I'm not saying stifle people, stifle who you are, especially creatively, educational-wise, and, you know, helping other, helping people. But I'm like, 
to allow for there to be a disguise to limit on everything kind of leads to more uncheckable anarchy than need be. Not really. I mean, you need to know who you are. If you are racist, you need to come to terms with that so that you can then resolve it. But, but then that goes against what you is, said at first. You need to know it. What? How did that? that kind of, how did that contradict? That contradicts what you just said because you were sitting there going like, he, the, the man in the tree or the man who's a millionaire living in the forest, you know, he doing his thing and it's cool. But like, to then say I co-find the shit out of it. But if he was yeah, a racist asshole, him. I don't co-find him being a racist. So okay, then, then <laughs> one that's nothing they, to do with the other. Yeah, they don't have anything to do with each other as far as you know how the actions are done or what the. But they're still the the person. So that's the saying that one person's acceptable and another person isn't. No, I'm saying that there's certain things in life that are, you know, grounded in in, in the aspect of. Um, what you do should never hurt you or anybody else. If you're a racist, what you do, your aspect and your point of light, like point of view, is hurtful or detrimental to someone else, then that's that's bad. That's something like I say. Once you come to terms with it, oh, I'm a racist asshole. Okay, now you can start to to fix that to resolve that. So then, what's the difference in fixing the racist asshole versus fixing the dude who just wants to live in the woods? Because the dude living out in the woods ain't hurt nobody. That's, that's what he wants to do. Are. And not only that, I mean, I mean, you look at all the creatures on this planet except for humans, they abide by that rule. They abide by the laws of nature. Humans don't. Y'all are the only cats that don't do that shit because most of, the, most of y'all think that y'all are above it. But for people to do that and go, you know what, I'm going back home. I'm going to nature. I'll co-sign the shit out of that. And what my man Ishmael said was, you don't know that you're a prisoner until you can see the bars. Hmm. And that goes for a lot of people stuck, forced to live in a society or a culture that they don't, that, you know, they don't even have nothing to do about. You know, people waking up one day and, and, and going crazy and killing everybody in the office and shit like that because I don't condone that. That's that's fucked up, and my condolences to anybody that that happened to. But they had the realization that what they were doing is wrong. The way of life that they're living was not meant for them. Was not meant for mammals the size of humans to live in or live in little houses and work in little cubicles and drive little cars to and from work every day for the rest of your life till you die. And people wake up one day and they finally realize this ain't the, this ain't it. This ain't life. This ain't the way we're supposed to live. And they sell all the shit and go live out in the woods. I call sign the shit out of it. <laughs> racist, so, racist people don't, they don't go out, like, they hide. They don't be racist yeah. in public. That's what's wrong about it. Most of them, yeah. But then you got them clans members that have parades and shit. Just so, so that we're not um, confusing my point, I'm not condoning racism. I'm sim- I'm only trying to get so that perception is what it is. And you, as a person, live life. You go through things, and you see how other people's reaction to things as they come up, and you come up to things of your own conclusion. That's you. And 
to check one perception and not another one, even if one is more detrimental and one's more advantageous than the other one, to say simply that because of who you are, you don't fit or you don't <clears throat> work is just like a total slap in the face because that's sort of being elitist in a lot of ways of just as it is. Like for me, I know I sit there and a lot of times when I see X amount of dudes say 10 non nigger words and then another nigger six, six times and then all their words don't go beyond three syllables, I'm already going, we don't need you anymore. Just stay the fuck in that corner. We'll throw you a chicken wing every couple of days. Just Damn. stay the fuck over there. Let me say something, man. I feel like perception is just another word for assuming. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah you make like, an assumption like like that yeah, that term. Uh, they say uh, viewing the world through rose tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean it is what it is. As Sean mm-hmm. was saying, no, it it is what you think it is. What you think it is may or may not be right. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, so I it can be, there could be bad perception. There can be good uh, exactly. perception. Positive and negative. Like I said, like I feel like it's just. Another word for assuming, like what, like basically what Sean was saying, like you got a black dude who talks white but says nigga three, four times. You know what I'm saying? Be like, nope, you stay over there. Well, look like, at um, like uh, rich kids or, or kids that uh, celebrity parents, something like that, and they grow up miserable and they hate everything and blah blah blah. Because that's their that's their perception of the world is tainted. They think it's very ugly, and other people look at them and say. Wow, they've had everything in their life given to them. They're rich; they can have anything that they want, and they're and they're spoiled brat, you know, asshole. It's it's different perspectives of the same situations, but now if that that kid themselves were to take, like I said, that existential stand back from themselves and look in and see how they act, and go, "Yo, I've got everything. I got the world. I can mm-hmm. use this to help people. I can. I should be happy." I should happy. be, you know, helping other people try to be happy. In 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 an instant, overnight, they do better because their perspective, you know, from good to bad. Yes. I hold on. No, 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 because no. it, it it reminded me of. Uh, this not a story, but a. Not a No, no, it's not a story. Fuck y'all. <laughs> no. I don't got music re- up for nothing. Shut up. It, it reminds me of the the, the, the book of uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> long ass story. No, no. I'm not going to I'm not going to tell the story. The long short is I like how Fernando like basically sabotaged Edmond Dantes because he was so envious of the fact that Edmond could take such joy from all the simplest things in life, he was happy to even get a toy, yeah. a broken-ass toy, whereas Fernando, who was a freaking count, was had everything, was just always jealous of that dude because he couldn't get as happy as he could over those little things. Right. But you all, know what I mean? If, if in reality, he just changed his perspective of the world and himself and was looking, go, man, I'm already balling out, man. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to get some bitches. No, then his life would have whole been, been a whole lot better, and he would have framed his friend and sent him to prison for what fifteen years and all that shit. Mm-hmm. 
is one of my favorite quotes uh, from the movie uh, Natural Born Killers, and I'm taking it out of context because in the context, he was condoning himself being a murderer, and I don't condone that shit. But the quote itself is still very valid. He says, uh, you mean an instant of my purity is worth a lifetime of your lies. And granted, in that he knew his perspective, he knew his, his part in the world and who he was, he come to terms with it. it it's it's still a very, a very valid point. I remember something that one of the times I saw that movie and that finally hit home. I was like, holy shit. He's talking about society. He's talking about culture. That he freed himself from that to be who he is, who he wants to be, opposed to living that lifestyle that nine to five nigga and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Granted how he went about doing it was not cool, but still people were waking up to know that the Puritan work work ethic lifestyle is not natural. It's not even a good thing. Okay, I, but I hear stories of people that'll do something like uh work real hard for like six months and then they take the rest of the year off. And people look down on them. I'm like, that's awesome. Nick, you want vacation six months? Yeah. <laughs> and they they yeah. like they go on trips and 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 world tours and shit and be be in Europe, eating grapes and shit. I don't know what they do over there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grapes. <laughs> eating grapes and shit. I don't know cheese, nigga. <laughs> cheese, <laughs> nigga, cheese. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna. Yes, I'd love some. <laughs> I love some cheese. Thank you. Did you just offer me cheese? <laughs> I'd love you. <laughs> Fuck you. No, we got okay. crab and we got Belvedere. <laughs> you want some other stuff? It's in the fridge. No, okay. To that point, I'm like, you know, these, the lifestyles are not, you, okay, the Puritan work, ethic, Puritan work ethic mentality does not hold weight in like a perception kind of way because it's one of those, it's there, you can choose to do it or not. And it's a, it's a, it's a default mechanism that has been set in. It Especially is. now when we have forums like, say, what we're doing, where you can entertain and make a lifestyle out of it. Uh, I bet cash money somebody like a Onision does not have to do a day-to-day, you know, waking and clock in and fucking, you know, half the time they do just wear his pajamas. You know what I mean? Okay, or, to, to put that into perspective right there, if, say, for example, this show went in, in the off-chance big astronomical that we got picked up to have like a daily show on satellite radio like three hours a day which would be the shit I would still have it later in the day and I would sleep in like a motherfucker (laughs) exactly but technically we worked three hours a day and we we would still get paid for that yeah which is totally anti-puritan work ethic and so people to live that life would, would look down on that they would, yeah, but they, they would talk shit, you know, all kinds of shit. Well, and see other how much more time we y'all spend preparing for the show, though? Uh, Probably about another few hours a day. Yeah. But look at that. Three hours of work, about three hours of prep, 
you know, and that's the part yeah. about it. When you have the, the Puritan work ethic thing, they have a methodology that you see every minute of it, right? Whereas, say, a entertainment forum or uh, the less, uh, what do you call it, less drone works that you have, everybody, man, there's no accounting for what he does. So fuck that dude. And he makes way more money than me. So fuck that dude even harder. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. You know, that. People shouldn't live like that either. And that bugs the hell out of me. But, like, say, like, Ashley, you know, like, you you freaking dance, like, and people just go, he's just jiving on stage. Like, but you have to put in, like, hours of stuff to get that right. Yeah, and Ashley can, can speak for that because he's, he uh, dances and shit, too. And I know that nigga puts in work. And so nigga do, like, Chris Brown dance? Like <laughs> you want to ask Ashley? <laughs> shit. You didn't say that. Ashley, defend yourself. I think that man sleep. <laughs> we bored that nigga. We got some cheesecake on the side. Uh, to quote again, my nigga Ishmael though, he's talking about the law of nature, and the law of nature is this: is that you only kill to either survive or to defend yourself. And another part of that is living within the ecosystem in the circle of life, whatever you want to call it, you know, to be part of it, not above it. Now, uh, within that, the people that do live that, you know, force-fed slavery, you know, uh, not slavery, what am I thinking? Uh, wage- yeah, yeah, go with slavery. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go with slavery. I was thinking of wage slavery, because it is wage slavery, uh, Puritan work ethic, um, for people to finally wake up and not only some of them don't wake up in like a realization like, you know, like getting punched in the face like, oh shit, what I'm doing is wrong. Some of them, they they do it and they do it every day and they go every day until they retire or whatever, but they know that every day something is wrong Mm. because every creature on this planet has that code in them of the law of nature. But to live that lifestyle, that perception, that perspective goes against that. And for people to finally see that is a beautiful thing. But what you do with it also is a major deal. Like, was it like a few years ago there was a dude in Austin, Texas that tried to fly, uh, flew, I can't talk, <laughs> tried to fly a plane into a building after burning his house down and all his possessions. Because he came to that realization, but what he did with the information was a negative aspect. But you take back what what my man D was saying about the cat that sold all the shit, went to go live in in the woods to go be of nature and shit. That's cool. Didn't didn't like the government go after his ass? No, he died. I wonder how he died. The plane. (laughs) (laughs) He had like one of them little like two people planes. And he the cargo plane. Yeah, a little cargo plane and he, he put like drums of gas in the back and he, he flew it into the building. And they've hardly did jack shit to the building, but it blew his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. The nigga probably died from fumes before he even hit them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the wrong building, like, nigga, I'm high. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because of y'all. Because of y'all. 
Wow. I was gonna crash this plane, but then <laughs> I got high. <laughs> <laughs> nigga land in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. So- it all burned up. And I know why. Come on, man. Why, man. Yeah. Nigga boy. Mad love for the basketball man. I, I, yo, I love how both of y'all niggas was like, why, man? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Uh, Automatically, man. nigga. Oh, man. It's almost like the stars at night. Oh, big and I, bright. I, I, I pissed my teacher <laughs> off from that song. <laughs> Take, for example, uh, the, the Matrix. A lot of those people got it. They knew that when they woke up, they were in the actual real world, blah, 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 blah. You take uh, the the point of view of the bald guy, he just wanted to be put back in. Because his perception was, it's better to live that lie in ignorance and bliss and all that shit than, than to be in the real world, which was shitty. But at least he was free. There was a philosopher, I forget what his, his name is, but he basically it was he was talking about the wall where he there was three men who faced this one wall in darkness for their entire lives and one was let out for like a day and he was like, Oh, that's the sun and like that's the um that's what grass is and and everything and he comes back and he tries to tell the other two dudes that what this stuff is and they kinda of just look at him like, Why the fuck do we need that? We live here. None of this shit matters. Exactly. And I'm like, when if, as it pertains to like, say, the perception of what you were touching on, like what matters and what you you keep and whatnot. What you do does not disturb natural law or the human or the nature of the world, if you will. Then it's fine. But things that disrupt disrupt, sorry, that equilibrium. That it shouldn't, you know, go and like. But the problem is, those things that throw off the equilibrium are natural. So how it's hard to eliminate what's going to keep popping up. Now, mind you, I'm not saying racism in its defined form as fuck somebody not my skin tone is natural. I'm saying things where you have a natural bias against something are going to pop up. You're going to get cats who are going to be more greedier. Than someone else, you're gonna get other cats who are gonna to want to connive more than other people, and that leads to different foils that are disruptive to that wall, and it's never going to be gone. My ultimate point to this is, you can't eliminate it; you must make it work for you, make it work for the cause. Like, say, someone who is naturally biased against cats, instead of like putting them in front of like in a in a position of power, you know, tell them you're gonna deal with a bunch of people. And your natural bias for people will make you judgmental, you're gonna be a greeter. And that way no one's gonna steal because they know that you're looking at them. Yeah. All the time. You know? Flip it. Don't let it be against you. Make it work for you, you know? 
I'm that's that's all that's my whole point of what we were talking about earlier. Like don't eliminate it, make it turn your weakness into your greatest strength. That's what I'm trying to say. And for me, I just feel that there's too many how society has become so gluttonous, lazy, however you want to define it, Greedy. that no one <laughs> no one is no one is taking the time to make the negatives positives. We just say you're a negative, uh, we'll put you on the county and we'll see you later till we get a president or somebody can change this shit and if it doesn't happen, hey, here's an extra five hundred bucks a month. Well, something that um <laughs> something that you and I are are actually working on for one of one of the new videos is uh and we'll probably talk about it more in another episode, is ego. And ego uh broken down into three parts is the id the ego and the super ego. Super ego. And those three things um make up your mental mind, your 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 conscious and your subconscious. And so you can have multiple perceptions of things depending on your ego, your super ego, your id especially. Cuz your id is very uh crude. It's very simple. It just wants food, it wants it now, it wants fucking, it wants to punch that guy in the face. <laughs> Mm. And your ego's got to be like, no, nah, man, we can't do that because that's not cool. I don't think that's that, you know, whatever. And your super ego's like, no, nah, man, we, we got to do this because this and that. So you can have multiple perceptions in your mind and then try to sit and decide, well, which one am I going to listen to? Which one is my actual voice? And that's another thing that people have a hard time trying to find is their true self. Like you that, know that movie Revolver. With mm-hmm. uh, with, Statham, yeah, what's his name? Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. Wait, that movie is about him battling his ego till he finally became his natural self, where his ego is, is had no control over him anymore. He was, you know, the one in the driver's seat. That nigga was making all the decisions after that, and it was very powerful if you watch it and you understand that because your ego is a very powerful. Uh, perception in, in point of view and that it can drive people into their everyday actions. So when you say that there's people like that that, you know, are greedy and shit like that or they do bad things in or their, you know, greatest weaknesses and all that shit, they can't come to terms with it because of things like ego defense mechanism. So they're never going to come to terms to it because their ego is so over overpowered that they'll go, Nah, man, I ain't, I ain't like that at all. Fuck you, you don't know me. <laughs> well, that, that to me sounds like uh, that, that to me is all is outside of the context of ego, like rational choice theory. And what that means is that you do things that you, no matter how, if they're good or bad, you do them because you perceive them as, as right. And ego, super ego, and your it aside. When in, in this respect, it's a matter of once you filter through them, you see it, and it's that thing that says, do I shoot that dude or not? You go, if I shoot this dude, I'm going to jail. If I don't, he's yeah. just another dude on the street. Or I shoot this dude, to go to jail, or he kills me. You know, it's that kind of thing. And I think when people see something, once they filter through the three internal, their mental mind sees it and their perception of it based on the other factors of experience and whatnot outside of the id 
and uh, Ego, excuse me, <clears throat> they then decide to go from there. And that's where someone who, because I don't believe any bigot or racist knows that what they're doing is right. They know that there's something wrong because you can't believe that a million people in your vicinity say that's wrong and you just go, no, it's right. No, you know somewhere in you that's wrong. It's just that you perceive it to be right because it benefits you how you see it, you know? And that part of your perception makes for those negative things that can be used stay that way to me. It's also a great quote from Marcellus Wallace on uh, Pulp Fiction that I love. He said that the night, the night of the fight, you're going to feel a, lot, a slight sting. So that's pride fucking with you. Fuck pride. Pride only hurts. Never helps. Pride is another big ass form of just your ego telling you what to do. And you do. You got to fight that shit off. Sometimes you yeah. need pride. Okay. How you mean? So you don't get taken advantage of and stuff like, yeah, just like everyday stuff. Like, me and my girlfriend. I mean, I think that's, that's loving yourself and, and putting yourself as your star player. Yeah. Would you would you define that as pride or just? Mm. I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation. Like yeah. your girl fussing at you or something all the time, just giving you shit, and then one day you just can't take it that day. <laughs> like plus this shit because you just. <laughs> like I said, that's I sound like I'm talking about myself. Yourself... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's putting yourself out front where, yeah, you ain't going to take shit before. At least you got any shout outs to me before you go? Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, All right, dude. Thanks for calling in, man. We I'm really go. just listening. All right. <laughs> All right, dude. We'll put y'all whole so you can listen to the end of the show. Thanks for calling <laughs> in, man. All right, man. <laughs> oh shit! I think that went really good. Yeah, yeah, she was there too. I was just quiet. I ain't have nothing really to say on this. Yeah, one. me neither. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck to say. Man. <laughs> I just came in with my piece. We'll we'll I do. We'll give y'all an opportunity to talk for the after yeah. show. But uh, yeah, this has been the Grill Joe podcast. Yeah. Uh, we do this every Friday. 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern off uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Gorilla Joe. Uh, you can also find us at our normal site, which is com slash user slash Gorilla Joe. And Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Windows Marketplace. Uh, we also do uh, after show, 15 minutes after this at com, And we have a Tuesday morning show called Sun Up With Joe at the same Spreaker website, 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we will see you for the after show. We'll see you Tuesday, or we we'll see you bitches next week. Peace out. Perceive your ass. This has been the realest podcast. We out this bitch. Shout out the bitches that take the tip. <laughs> <laughs>